This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Harris Faulkner. I'm Greg Gutfeld. I'm Janice Dean. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, July 24th, 2023. I'm Eben Brown. Israel begins to reform its judiciary, which many see as a check on the power of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and they've taken to the streets again. The tension in the air here is palpable, and the country of Israel is really at a turning point. It seems that there is a fracture in the society. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Following months of public discontent, often leading to unruly protests in Jerusalem, in Tel Aviv, in Haifa, and in other cities and towns, the government of Israel, led by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, passes one part of its desired reforms to the Israeli judiciary. It's called the Reasonableness Test, or Standard, and it had allowed Israel's Supreme Court a wide latitude to strike down laws passed by its parliament, the Knesset. Those who oppose Netanyahu's right-wing government have cried foul, saying the status quo was a check on his power and revoking it threatens Israeli democracy. That's a claim Netanyahu and his allies dismiss. But as the voting wrapped up, crowds grew large and loud, and police got very involved. There are thousands of Israeli civilians in the streets of Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, and Haifa, Israel's three largest cities. Fox News Mideast correspondent Trey Yinks joins us from Jerusalem. They are demonstrating against the judicial reforms put forward by Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and his Likud party. The tension in the air here is palpable, and the country of Israel is really at a turning point. It seems that there is a fracture in the society. You have thousands of army reservists saying they are refusing to show up to reserve duty over the bill that was passed today in the Israeli parliament known as the Knesset. And there are a number of people who are worried about this democracy. They're worried about what the system of checks and balances will look like in Israel now that the judicial reform bill, the centerpiece of these pieces of legislation, has passed. These uh, uh, reforms that have uh, they've been sort of this controversial uh, topic for for weeks now. Um, but uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu's majority has made no secret about pursuing these reforms. Uh, and in fact, uh, a lot of his right wing coalition members have, have sort of made it their their cause here. 
Uh, these should not be surprising to Israelis uh, who vote. Uh, so why why such upset over this? Why is there opposition to it? The protesters that we talk to say this will change the fabric of Israel forever. And their argument has to do with how the Israeli government is structured. There is no constitution in yeah. Israel. It's a country that relies on a system of checks and balances to remain a democracy. And so the bill that passed today has to do with the reasonableness standard, a standard that allows the Israeli Supreme Court to intervene in government decisions. So it was used in the past in 2007, for example, when Israeli lawmakers voted against having a kindergarten in a southern Israeli city near the border with Gaza reinforced to make it safer. And the Supreme Court overruled those lawmakers saying that it's unreasonable to have a building that houses children near what can be an active war zone and, and not have it reinforced. And so that's one simple example, but the purpose of this standard was to allow Israel's Supreme Court to keep the legislative branch in check. And so the demonstrators who are in the streets of Israel right now say that by this bill passing, one of those balances has been removed from their society. There are people who support these uh, these reforms and namely reforming or even, I guess, repealing this uh, so-called reasonableness standard uh, who have said that it is overused. It is it essentially creates a veto power that the court can have uh, over the over the parliament, the Knesset. Um, and one would have to think that there are supporters of this uh, move. Uh, the, the Netanyahu government uh, won by a majority. So where where are those Israelis today? Are they, are they out uh, protesting? Those individuals have been far less vocal and visible since the judicial discussions began and the protests erupted about 29 weeks ago. But a few days ago, police say, by their estimates, there were 100,000 pro-reform demonstrators in the streets of Tel Aviv, people standing behind Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and his Likud party. And we know today in the parliament, the bill passed with 64 votes in the 120-seat Knesset. So it was a small majority, but a majority nonetheless. And so this further illustrates how fractured Israeli society is right now. You have thousands of people in the streets protesting against the bill that passed, but there are millions of people who do support the prime minister and the decisions put forward by this conservative far-right coalition. And so it's a tricky situation for Israeli leaders because they're trying to ensure that as a result of these judicial reforms and the bill that was passed today, the society doesn't fracture any further. Already, we've seen thousands of army reservists say they are unwilling to serve in the army now that this reform has moved forward and passed into law. And it raises legitimate security concerns about the readiness of the Israeli army and the ability to defend the Jewish state as the society continues to be plagued by these deeply rooted political issues. Uh, the prime minister uh, made uh, some remarks not too long ago, and we ha uh, they were, of course, on, on, on Israeli television and radio, and they, uh, they were in Hebrew. We have a translation. Uh, and one of the things he brought up was that very subject, that we have to agree 
that the IDF, which means the Israeli Defense Force, that's the, the name of the military, must stay out of any political controversy. That We know that the, the military relies on dedicated reservists who love the country. The call for refusal harms the security of all citizens of the country. Uh, this, to me, seems a bit unprecedented. Uh, it, for those of us who, who know the state of Israel, who have studied it, who have watched it for decades, uh, have never uh, ever seen a, a break in its military resolve, its ability to put whatever squabbles they might be having domestically aside and and suit up and, and go stand on the wall when necessary. Uh, it, it seems that that image could be fractured here. Absolutely. And this is a country, as you've noted, that is built on security infrastructure. It's a country that requires every citizen to serve in the army. And it's also a country that faces serious threats from bad actors around the world. Iran and its proxies across the region have continually threatened Israel and remain one of the most significant problems for the Jewish state in the Middle East. You see conflict often unfolding with Gaza. There have been provocations along the border with Lebanon. There are Iranian-backed militias that are currently operating near Israel's border in Syria. And so amid all of these security incidents and these ongoing threats against the state, the worst thing that could happen to Israel right now, according to politicians and security officials, is a deeper fracture in the society that would affect the readiness of the military. And it's something that the chief of staff has warned about. It's something that the prime minister himself has talked about. And it's something that was the focal point of conversations about this reform when Israeli President Isaac Herzog traveled to the United States earlier this month and met with President Biden. We're speaking with Fox News Jerusalem correspondent Trey Yinkst on the ongoing unrest over judicial reforms now enacted by the government in Israel on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. We'll have more straight ahead. And the international intrigue here also, I think, bears mention. Uh, President Biden has uh, been uh, vocal in his opposition to this reform. It's it's no uh, surprise that uh, President Biden and and just like perhaps President Obama were were not uh, did not have great relations, warm relations with uh, uh, the Prime Minister Netanyahu. Uh, they do not see eye to eye on a lot of things. Uh, and it, it was a bit interesting, I think, to see President Biden kind of weigh in and say, don't don't do this. Um, but I, I think also at the same time from the United States lens here, a lot of Americans may not understand the, the nature of the uh, of the reform, the idea that uh, the Supreme Court in Israel can can sort of decide whether a law should stand or not based on what it thinks about the law, as opposed to a case being made against the law, which is sort of. The American standard. So uh, th this affects Israel's ability to sort of get along with other Western democracies, doesn't it? Absolutely. And President Biden put out a statement today. The White House wants to make clear that they still oppose the bill, despite the fact that it passed. And the White House is urging unity for Israel, a key partner in the Middle East, also understanding that this isn't necessarily over. And you saw Prime Minister Netanyahu hint at this when he addressed the nation earlier tonight, 
talking about the fact that there might be room for compromise in the future. And it appears the White House is hopeful that amid this pressure on the Israeli government and amid the outcry and concern from those opposed to the bill, that when the Israeli parliament, the Knesset, comes back into session after a nearly three-month recess that they'll take, that they're able to find some common ground. Because it's not just this bill that we're talking about. There are a number of other judicial reforms that have to do with the way Israeli judges are appointed and also have to do with that system of checks and balances that haven't yet been voted on. This was just the first major judicial reform. And so the demonstrations are expected to continue. The Israeli government is expected to hold firm in their position that these reforms need to be passed. And the divide in Israeli society is expected to deepen as this issue of judicial legislation moves forward. There's one other thing uh, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu addressed that uh, might, um, for, again, for a, a United States audience, might not understand or might kind of, they, they might have missed it. Uh, but I think it's actually very prevalent to most Israelis and probably why there is a lot of fervor uh, on this. Uh, Israel is a Jewish state. It is not necessarily a religious state, at least not entirely. But there is always, I think, a, um, a fear or a concern among secular Israelis that a right-wing government which often means a religious right-wing government, uh, would uh, begin to inflict religious rule uh, on the entire nation. And it's something that the prime minister, again, through the translation here, we all agree, these are his words, that Israel must remain a strong democracy and that it will continue to protect individual rights for everyone, that it will not become a halacha state. Halacha is Jewish law. So that's uh, for those of, uh, folks who, who may not know that, uh, but and that the court will continue to be independent and that no party would overtake it. Uh, th this is a very real world concern, I think, for Israelis. And I think that kind of makes the jump from, you know, academic, constitutional, scholarly debate to day to day life. Absolutely. There are a lot of other issues that are of concern to the opposition, and they do see the bill as the first step to damaging Israeli democracy. They're concerned that this government, the most conservative far-right government in Israel's history, could push forward laws that would affect the rights of women, for example, would also, as you note, affect the rights of the secular society in Israel. We know about things like how society operates in Jerusalem versus Tel Aviv, the first and second largest cities in Israel. If you come to Jerusalem on Saturday, the Sabbath, Shabbat, as it's known in Israel, restaurants are not open. Shops are not open. Uh, people are at home because there's a much more uh, religious population in Jerusalem. You can go to Tel Aviv on that same day and go out to bars and nightclubs, though both of these citizens are from Israel. They're Israelis. But the way that they live their lives are completely different. And so there is concern that some of the more religious and conservative members of the coalition will try to push forward laws that could affect the rights of different populations across Israel. So it's not just a, a one-issue concern. And that does spread over to Israel's Western allies, like the United States, 
who are concerned that the fabric of Israel could change if these differences in, in Israeli society begin to snowball. All right, Trey Yingst, our Mideast correspondent in Jerusalem. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.